You're listening to The Thrive Podcast, where every week we dive into a practical, tactical tip to bring you from a life of simply surviving to thriving. It's personal development for the everyday girl who is done with coasting through her days, done with feeling like she's missing out on the deeper meaning of her own life, and done with mediocrity once and for all. Because it's not enough to simply survive, you deserve to thrive. After a stable, lucrative career as a Forbes 500 investment officer, Ben Ye leaned into his deeper calling as a business and transformation coach, helping other entrepreneurs align their direction, strategy, and execution. Most significantly, Ben empowers others to build stronger self-esteem and deeper self-confidence to impact every facet of everyday life using his three core pillars of building a powerful mindset exercising your imagination, voice, and intuition. Today on Thrive, he breaks each down and helps you gain clarity on what you see, hear, and feel internally and how that can transform your view of self and of the world. You'll also bust through limiting beliefs and learn specific steps to reprogram your subconscious mind, which just might feel like free therapy, a little bit of inception, and a hug. Stay tuned through this episode. Drop it five stars if you like what you're listening to. And now, welcome, Ben. Thank you so much, Erica. I'm very happy to be here. Yay. So thrilled you're here, Ben. We share a lot of similar values, similar visions. So I'm really thrilled that you're here on Thrive. It is an honor to share this mic space with you today. Can you kick us off by introducing yourself to everyone and telling our good listeners who you are and what you're all about? Yeah, no, happy to. Uh, first of all, I'm very grateful to be here, Erica. Thanks for having me on your show. You know, I, let's see, I am a business and transformation coach, but maybe if I zoom out a bit, I can share kind of how I arrived at this third chapter of my life. You know, I sort of break down, when I think of the span of the past two decades of my career. I'm currently in my third chapter. My first chapter was being a hospitality real estate consultant for about four years. So that essentially means I lived out of a suitcase, right? traveling in different cities and different time zones. You know, at, at one point I actually did a short stint in Philly for nine months. So, you know, that was a very interesting uh, time in my life as well. But, um, but then what happened was, I remember it was the day before Christmas in 2008, I got called in for a early morning meeting and my intuition was telling me, I think I'm getting laid off, right? And sure enough, I remember going in, getting laid off. And, you know, every time a door closes, if you look in the right area, another one opens. And I had a really blessed opportunity to start the second chapter in my career, which is being a investment officer for a family office. And so family office is just a fancy term for an investment team typically for high net, worth, high net worth individuals or family, this happens to be a family that built their wealth in the restaurant business. And so all the money they generated in the restaurant industry, we invested on their behalf. You know, because of my real estate background, I bought a lot of real estate, invested in companies. And so in a span of seven years there, you know, I, I, we deployed well over a billion uh, on the family's behalf. So it was a lot of money, a lot of energy. And what was very interesting is, you know, during there, I also met my wife, you know, so we're what's called a panda couple, right? And what was very fascinating for me was I remember vividly 
when we, and our first, when our son was born, it was my first month of the maternity leave and I was forced to turn off my Blackberry. Right. So no incoming emails is coming in. And I remember it was like the second week after my son was born, I was laying in bed next to my wife. I was staring at the ceiling and I had this vision came in and it was this vision of a house with a front yard, two kids were running around. I was there with my wife. Everyone seemed very happy. And I knew this vision was a vision of the future because at the time I was still living in an apartment with my wife, a one bedroom apartment, and I just had our first child. And so what was very odd was that as I was watching this vision play out, even though on the exterior, everyone seems happy on the inside, I was feeling empty. I was like, what's that about? Right? So my inner feeling and happiness did not correlate with the vision I was envisioning of the future. And when I really sat with it and really tried to understand why there was that gap, I realized that the path that I was on was really a path that was designed by others, by society, by my parents. It wasn't a path that my soul wanted to be on. And coming to that realization, it's like, now what? <laughs> what do I do with this, right? And it wasn't until a few years later that I took that leap of faith of leaving, leaving that position because I knew I didn't want my life to just be merely a number, right? As an investment officer, you're measured by essentially what's called IRR, right? Internal rate of return. And I wanted my life to be more meaningful than just IRR. And I knew that the path that I was on being in that position, even though they're fantastic principles to work for, it just wasn't something my soul wanted to create, at least in this lifetime. And so after a few years after that vision, that's when I embarked on my third chapter of my career as an entrepreneur and finding, okay, what is my soul's purpose? And through the different twists and turns of being an entrepreneur, it really led to what I'm doing now, which is this business and transformation coaching, because I want to be able to help enable and empower people to not only finding their true north, the direction of their life and what resonates and fulfill their soul, but how do you start thriving, as you can appreciate, in a direction where you're really in alignment with your mind, body, and soul. And so I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and the first phase was, would be to find their true north, to understand and really get into the, the root of what makes your soul feel fulfilled. And then recalibrating and building success on top of that foundation once you understand what that foundation will look like so that what you're building on is really sustainable and can then truly thrive yeah no i love that uh you mentioned this moment where you realize that your internal reality isn't aligning with your external experience where basically like your outer image isn't matching your true feelings, because I feel like that's something a lot of people can relate to and resonate with, especially in this world of social media that we live in, because we all have probably been there where you post something or you know someone who posted something and you are privy to the behind the scenes and you're like, hey, now that's not totally how it was, or that's not how it felt, or that's not how, even if, even if someone has the best of intentions, 
shows up authentically, all of that good stuff, there can still be this disconnect between what's presented and what's actually being experienced. And unless people talk about that up front, which like defeats the point of everyone posting in the first place, then it, it kind of just falls by the wayside. So I would love to have you kind of hash that out a little bit more and maybe share some advice for people who relate to your story where they find themselves at that cross at that crossroads where they're like, okay, I know there's a disparity here. I don't want there to be differences. I want there to be this seamless, this seamless connection between the two. How do I get there? Especially if you're already sensing that there's some tension where things aren't totally aligning. Yeah. Great, great question, Erica. So I'll start with this because I resonate with what you said in a sense that, you know, with social media, I mean, when we were child, we didn't have that, right? We had, you know, if at best a pager, but we didn't have all these different apps and whatnot. And, you know, and, and it's the thing about right now where we live in this society of this hustle and grind, right? And I have, I really have a love-hate relationship with that word because when, when we're, have this vision of, you know, whether you're an entrepreneur or a professional, but this hustle and grind mindset where it's like pulling late hours, you know, going on that daily grind at the end of the day, it's like, do you give yourself the space and grace to just take a pause, pop your head up. And it's like, wait, am I even going in the right direction? And that's the thing where it takes that inner work first to understand because your inner world is amplified really to your outer reality. What's happening now in your life is really seeds that you planted sometime in the past. And it's all created within first, the start point is your inner mindset, right? And so kind of, you know, to your question about when people feel stuck, what do you do? What I share first, you know, in business and life, it's just like a vehicle, right? So the analogy I use a lot and often is the car analogy everyone right now wants a faster car. They want to upgrade from a Camry to a Ferrari, like tomorrow. They want to go fast. They want to increase revenue, whatever it is, right? It's that exterior image or speed or whatever it may be. And at the end of the day, it's never about the car. It's about the driver, right? Your mind is what's driving your vehicle, which is your business, your career, whatever it is that you want to create. And the one thing I share is that because, you know, to drive home the point, right, pun intended, but drive home the point of why it's about the driver is that you can upgrade your car from a Camry to a Ferrari. You can really go fast overnight. However, that 10,000 pound limiting belief baggage that's in your trunk, that gets transferred over to your new car too. By virtue of letting go of that limiting belief, that baggage you have in a car, without even changing the vehicle, you by nature will go faster. And so what does that really mean then when you feel stuck? Well, have you taken the time to go into what I call the inner gym? If you want to ever work on your physical body, there's a plethora of different videos and, and things you can follow in terms of the work on your core muscles or whatever it may be, but what's the inner gym? And the way I break it down in terms of strengthening that mindset first, the inner world, is it's your imagination, your voice, and intuition. Imagination, voice, and intuition. Now, what do I mean by that? Imagination is what you see mentally. Are you visualizing what you're capable of 
on a an and a half by 11 piece of paper or is the world your canvas? How expansive is it? How limiting is it? Have you ever exercised that inner muscle of your imagination? That's what you see mentally. Your voice, your inner voice is what you hear mentally. Are you your best cheerleader or you're your worst critic? And a lot of times the inner voice is programming as an output of whatever we stored in our subconscious, right? And so there's probably a whole depth of <laughs> topic we can go into that, but the voice itself is what you hear mentally. Are you your best cheerleader or are you your worst critic? And how do you reprogram that, right? And then your intuition is what I say, how you feel internally. What you see, what you hear, what you feel internally creates your inner world that then gets amplified to your outer reality. And so once you recognize that and you start working on that inner world, you're giving yourself the awareness and then knowing what areas you might need to work on as a driver of your own vehicle. Oh, so good. I'm so glad you went there because I really want us to break this down as nitty gritty as we can in the time that we have, Yeah. because I love that. I love the, the process kind of there, how you break it down in terms of seeing it, hearing it, feeling it, because it feels very, maybe consecutive is not the right word, but it just feels like it makes sense as you're traveling through your own senses where it might just make it click in a different way for people who might be thinking like, Mindset sounds like such a big word, expansive, covers so many things. So break it down for us if you can, whether that's uh, first, I guess, in order, imagination, then voice, then intuition. Yeah. And, and when you say break it down, you mean like go one level deeper in terms of what it yeah. is they can do to, okay, got it, got it. So as I mentioned about imagination, it's how expansive is your imagination, right? And what I mean by that, uh, what I mentioned before is that piece of paper versus a canvas. So when you think about what you can or can't do, are you only imagining things of what you've actually experienced or have you actually let your creativity flow of things that might even be something you've never done before? And, and it's really... It starts with, do you, give your do you give yourself the space and grace to let your imagination flow, to let your creativity flow? Have you given yourself the space and grace to give yourself the priority that this is something important in my life, right? I, right now, everything's run by my calendar on my phone. If it's not calendar in, chances are I might forget it, right? And the thing is, is that do you give yourself that one whether it's a half a minute, I mean, half an hour or 15 minutes, however time it is on a consistent basis where, hey, that's me time. Me time could be journaling. Me time could be breath work. Me time could just be, you know, taking that morning run, whatever it is. And then just in that calm state, do you actually explore where your creativity and imagination is, right? That's, that's the first pillar, right? And the second pillar is what you hear mentally. So your voice, your inner voice. Now, the nuance with this is that there's a difference how I define inner voice versus your intuition, because sometimes you have that gut feeling. And it's like, wait, was that my inner voice is my gut feeling, right? And the way I distinguish it, the inner voice is typically an output of the programming you already have 
in your SOS. So SOS stands for subconscious operating system. And so the best way to describe it, I think can relate to this because you know, we have young children, right? And the thing is, is that, you know, Dr. Bruce Limpton has says 95% of our day is really run by our subconscious. Only 5% is from our conscious mind, right? And the best analogy I can share in terms of what it means to be run by autopilot is that, you know, there's this one road I take in dropping off my kids in the morning because I do the morning drop-offs. And because I go on that road quite often, almost on a daily basis, if I'm thinking in deep thought, naturally I'll be on autopilot and I'll take that route because I do that day in, day out. But on the weekends, you know, instead of going to the farmer's market, I'm supposed to take a right instead of a left. And if I'm in deep thought, if I'm an autopilot, then I will make a left and I realize, oh my God, I'm supposed to take a right, right? Even my kids will call me out, dad, are you on autopilot, <laughs> right? <laughs> And, you know, how many times have that, you know, have you experienced that, right? And that's a thing where we never realize until we have the awareness how often our daily life is run by autopilot. But that autopilot, that programming is whatever we download as a child from zero to seven in that subconscious. Because in that first seven years of our lives, we're just absorbing and installing new language. And chances are it's from our upbringing, it's from our parents, it's the immediate surrounding of what that is. And one of the things I became more aware of as a parent, for example, is that, you know, as, as a, when my son was younger, when he first started walking, it was like, he's like a little tank. He'll find all the corners of the table and in the house, right? And we had to put bumpers on, bumpers on the corners just to make sure he didn't hurt himself. But I remember... There's this time where he's about to bonk his head on one of the corners and I would go, no, 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 don't do that. I was like, wait a minute. Within a span of one second, I said five no's. I didn't even say one yes, right? It's like, wow. So it's no wonder majority of people see the world half empty rather than half full. If they've heard more no's than yes, I have to really catch myself and say, okay, I got to change my language because my language is my own subconscious operating system that was, you know, hasn't been upgraded, right? It's not necessarily saying, you know, forget it. It's like recognizing, okay, served a purpose, but does it serve the purpose and where I want to go? And if it isn't, how do you start upgrading it? And once you have that awareness to start upgrading your language, then that's how you slowly shift that inner voice right? Are you Debbie Downer or are you, you know, your best cheerleader? You got to start identifying, wait, what's a programmer in your subconscious? I love that. And that example is great because I, I mean, granted this is parenting related, but everyone can relate to this because I just saw one recently the other day too, where it was saying, be careful telling your kids, just be careful because if you, anytime they're doing something, you're like, oh, be careful, be careful, be careful. The risk you run is telling their subconscious to just be afraid and to go through life being weary and being, oh, something bad might happen, but you're not necessarily explaining what might happen, why, how to prevent it from happening in the future. So it gave a really simple shift to consider, which was instead of saying, oh, just be careful if they're 
uh, climbing on the playground, for example, you could be saying, watch your footing, be like, see how, see how this rung of the ladder is up here. Make sure you're holding on to this tightly and kind of giving it more concrete instruction where you're still getting the point across to do the task carefully or with care, but you're not just instilling the gut reaction of have fear, be careful, something bad's going to happen. It has a little bit more of a productive purpose to it. So that's something, and that, I mean, hey, we all can think back. I'm sure we all have things, like you said, that are just programmed deep in there from our own childhoods, even, you know, at no fault to our parents who tried as they might, because right. we all do the, we all do, we all do it in some way. It's just something to really start tuning into and become aware of so that you can start making those shifts and reprogramming certain things that might no longer, might not be serving us now the way that they did then. Yeah, no, I it, it's funny that you, you shared about that story because I, I remember very vividly too with our son starting to go playgrounds and doing the monkey bars. And it's like, okay, well, my natural gut reaction might be to say, be careful. But then a new language I try to reprogram myself in saying is just say, okay, focus. Just focus. Because, you know, what is fear, right? F-E-A-R, it's false evidence appearing real. F-E-A-R. It's just false evidence appearing real. And I noticed that when I started saying more of be careful, it was interesting because before when he didn't know what he didn't know, my son was fearless, right? He would want to try everything. He would want to go on the slides. They didn't have this fear of heights. And then, but when I started saying more be careful, then this innate sense of fear started coming and he didn't want to try as much. And I was like, oh, wait, is that really what I want to instill? And so kind of like what you said, it's that language we use is probably what we pass down from whether it's generation or what we absorb as kids. And so you just have to be able to catch yourself. Wait, is that programming serving right? What can we change in your own words that resonates? And so for me, if I had that awareness, it would be just focus. Okay, just focus rather than saying don't do blank, you know? For sure. For sure. Yeah. Okay, back on track then into yeah. was I think where we were at before I jumped in there. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and so the third pillar is intuition. Now intuition, what you feel internally. Oh man, that's, there's so much we can go into there, but the, the, this way to distill it is it's that gut feeling, right? It's that inner knowing whether you believe in a higher self, God, whatever it, you know, it may be, you know, I think that one of the acronyms is Gus, right? like God, universe, or, or self, right? Or spirits. But that intuition, there's that inner knowing. And do you actually spend the time and the efforts to understand how is your intuition, your gut feeling, trying to communicate with you? Because for everyone, it's very different. And so going back to what I mentioned earlier, you know, the, probably the most common question I get asked is, well, how do you distinguish the difference between inner voice and intuition? Typically, inner voice might have an emotionally charged tone to it, whether that's fear, whether it's anxiety, whether it's like, you know, loudness. Intuition, the message typically comes in a very calm voice. I mean, if you think of like Siri, right? It's like, you know, your, your GPS, it's whether are you on course or do you need a course correct? The tone never changes, you know, depending on how many mistakes you made. And so the way I define intuition, it's your soul GPS. It's your internal guidance system to help really just guide you in terms of whether what's your highest and best self. 
is it, are you on the right course or do you need a course correct? And the thing is, how is it communicating with you? For some people, they might see images. And that goes back to imagination. For some people, it might be actually hearing a different tone of voice, inner voice. And others, it might actually feel a body sensation, like a tingly feeling up your spine or your body is actually resonating, that gut feeling, right? Your stomach is, is giving you this signal. And you have to be able to first establish, wait, how does your soul GPS want to communicate with you? And when you have a better sense and you start to listen in before your conscious mind tries to say, wait, logically, it doesn't make sense, right? I mean, I can't tell you how many times entrepreneur logic being, I used to be very 100% logic-based. And so logic and data telling me to put in one direction, but I just got feeling, no, I think it's something else. No, no, there's nothing to back that up. That doesn't make any sense. But then looking at hindsight, it's like, oh my God, I should have listened to my intuition, right? But do we actually spend the time to understand, okay, am I going to start listening to it? And how does it want to communicate? If you don't have that awareness, most people do not. They still rely heavily on just logic and left brain. That's so good. Talk to us about differentiating between your conscious and your subconscious mind then and how to kind of go about checking in between the two and reprogramming as need be. Because I think for a lot of us, um, especially in our generation, we might be playing a little bit of backtracking where it's like, oh, now I'm seeing some some disparity here. So once you start noticing it, what's what is the reprogramming process like for replacing certain thoughts and maybe intentionally connecting your conscious and subconscious mind? Yeah, great question, Erica. Okay, so there's several ways to do it. The one that comes into mind is, and I share this on my show, which is the CAL method, the C-A-L method. So the, first of all, C-A-L stands for calm awareness and language, right? So the first phase is you gotta be able to calm yourself. And the reason why calming yourself is a very important first step is that typically day-to-day, we have what's a, what I call the wind tunnel. When you first wake up or you're checking your phone, or you're looking at your inbox, oh my God, I have 20 different things gotta take care of before I even step out the door, before I do the morning drop off, right? I mean, there's so many things as a parent you can relate. There's just so much of that morning rush. And so our wind tunnel has literally 20, 30 different thoughts running through our mind at simultaneously. And so the purpose of calming yourself is, wait, do I turn off that wind tunnel so my thoughts can gently just fall to the ground? Because then when you have that moment of silence, ah, that's what I was looking for. You can easily just pick it up. And so first step is calming yourself. The second is in that calm state, just bring awareness to where are the thoughts that are going through your mind? What's the feelings that are going through your body? Because those are all cues in what your soul is really trying to communicate with your soul GPS, right? And so bring awareness. Why am I thinking certain thoughts that I have? Why do I use certain language do I have? Am I saying do not versus I saying do? Am I saying, you know, be careful versus I'm saying focus, whatever it may be, but start with a certain thing that's on top of the mind whether you might have a project in mind, a next step, a decision to make. And it's like, well, what language do I use around that? That's the third step is L, the language. The awareness is to bring awareness of what language you're using because that language has energy. Language has energy. You know, in terms of the coaching that I do, I really look at it from a holistic sense because the best way I can describe it is, for example, if people's 
business aspirations or career aspirations is that they want to run metaphorically that Boston Marathon, right? Doing Ironman. But if the language they're using is on a 5K level, well, guess why there's a gap? Why is it are you using 5K level if you ultimately want to run a marathon? If I dig a little deeper, is it because you have the mean beliefs that's stuck in your, in your baggage, that's in your trunk of your car, right? What do you have to let go to be able to actually move forward, right? And this is the process at least you can do for that inner work of the Cal method, calm, awareness, and language to see, is my language right now at the 5K level, 5, 10K, half marathon, marathon level? What is it I'm looking to achieve, but is the language I'm using now resonating with where I want to go. Because if it's not, then you know where the gap is and then you'll have to be able to identify, okay, then while, how do I change the language to be able to upgrade that SOS to match that vibration, that energy? Now I'm curious in your own process, when you are upgrading language, so to speak, what does that look like for you? Are you a journaler? Do you have certain things like affirmations you tell yourself out loud? Or do you know, is there one way that's more powerful or more significant than the other for actually having something resonate at that deepest level? Of course, when you're repeating it over and over and over again to yourself until you truly believe it to be true. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good question, Erica. So I do. And so I do mix of things, right? You mentioned about journaling. Um, one thing I would say is like a morning ritual. So this is also what I shared too. And it's something simple which could be done in like six minutes because if it's not simple, it's hard to be able to get that momentum, right? And so the uh, four steps of the morning ritual that I have is, okay, so it's the first step is being able to calm yourself, right? You have to be able to quiet that wind tunnel first. Um, but then, uh, let me see here. The first step of, uh, why am I blanking out here? Okay. So I got it. So the first step is once you're able to calm yourself and again, that could be meditation. It could be a morning jog. It could be just simple breath work. What I find is you need to find something that's simple that actually works for you. If I meditate cross-legged for 30 minutes, I actually pass out. I'll just fall asleep. So that's where meditation just doesn't work for me. And I recognize that. But a simple like one minute breath work of breathing in, breathing out, right? Activating that parasympathetic nervous system and being able to just calm yourself. That works because I could breathe in, breathe out. And I'll do that after I drop on my kids on my drive back it will just do one minute of just breathing, right? And then the second step is setting your intentions. And so how do you set your intentions? The simple statement is my intentions for achieving X is Y because it makes me feel Z. My intentions for achieving X is Y because it makes me feel Z. Now, why is this intention, this simple sentence important? Because it makes you think about it. Why is it that you're doing that, what you want to do? Whatever that goal is that you want to achieve, what's the why? And then once you understand the why, well, how does it make you feel? And that's a really critical uh, part to really recognize because if you don't know why you're doing it, but you don't know how to make it feel, that's part of manifesting that typically people overlook. It's always skipping that third step. They see it, they visualize it, and then they start doing. Wait, wait, wait. The third step is feeling it. 
it's and going back to the whole soul GPS analogy, imagine pulling up, you know, the Waze app or Google Maps or whatever it is that you use as your GPS system. You you're actually punching in the address of where you want to go. Then it'll, it'll give you sort of a pin drop on where you want to go. And then once you see it, it's like, okay, I'm just going to start driving. Wait, did you actually push the button to enter the coordinates for it to actually take you there? If you don't know what it feels like when you've actually achieved it, how do you know if you've actually entered those coordinates in your soul GPS to let your intuition know, now take me there because I know how that feels. And that's a step that you really need to take to do that, right? So this sentence, my intentions for achieving X is Y because it makes me feel Z, gives you that really the inner work to really understand I'm doing this, but it also makes you feel that way. And then once you know that feeling, what is that feeling? What is that frequency that will get you there? What is that marathon, 10K, half marathon, whatever that level is to get you there? The third step is picking a song that raises your vibration, that complements or matches that feeling that you want. Are you looking for more confidence? Are you looking for more higher energy? Are you looking for more self-worth and love? Whatever it is, pick a song that raises that vibration to match it there. And that song could be four or five minutes, right? It's just one song. And then once you feel through that song to get you in that vibration, that feeling, the fourth and final step is making a declaration out loud. I am blank. Now, why is I am powerful? I am, I am, I am stands for, I stands for intentions. A stands for actions. M stands for manifestation. What I put my intentions to, would I take actions to back up my intentions? I manifest. So by literally saying out loud, I am confident. I am worthy. I am and unstoppable, whatever word that comes up as you're listening to the song, by making that declaration, you're then reinforcing that feeling saying, I, I can do this, I've got this. And it's a simple morning ritual where by just doing that, it can really help you get to where you wanna go because then you're changing and shifting energy within you to match what it is that you wanna achieve. I like that too, because so many people have the misconception that feelings just happen. And that you'll just wake up feeling more motivated or you'll just wake up and you'll feel, I just want to feel X, Y, Z, forgetting that there is so much action that actually informs our feelings and that we make certain choices to change our feelings and that it is not just something that has to like hit us on the head while we're walking down the sidewalk. Like I want to feel happier. So it'll just like come and come and get me. Like it sometimes it takes actual effort to achieve an end result. And that doesn't mean that it's bad or necessarily harder even. It's just, that's what, that's just how it works. Like that's just how you can kind of harness some control over your, over how you're feeling and shift it when you need to. And I think that's like really powerful for people to actually remember and remind themselves of, especially if you find yourself in a funk where you're discouraged or like, ah, I want to feel differently and I don't know how. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the thing is the key is how do you make it simple and consistent so that you're actually making that incremental 1% improvement every day of progress, because over time that will compound, right? But you just have to be consistent. And, and part of that is what are you doing on a consistent basis to get you into that mindset so that you're then creating your inner world. You got to be able to see what inner world you want to create that then can amplify to that outer reality. Yeah. 
Well, Ben, I can't thank you enough for bringing so much practical insight and just like awesome takeaways onto Thrive. I feel like this is going to be really helpful for everybody. And I would love to, I'm super curious your answer here. I would love to close out by asking you what we ask all guests on the show, which is what does Thrive mean to you? And how do you strive to thrive in your everyday life? Yeah, Uh, good question. So how I define Thrive is building a foundation, a strong foundation of mind, body, and soul. Because once you have that platform, then whatever you want to build success on top of that, sky's the limit because you're on really strong footing. And so it's really then becomes what are, what can you do for yourself to have that balance and rhythm right, of mind, body, and soul, because there's certain days where you just feel out of balance. And what I try to more focus on for my audience and clients is that, well, it's really about rhythm because there's days you might put more energy on one versus another, but you always have to just have that awareness in that the rhythm in of itself overall will keep you in balance. And so when you have that really awareness of mind, body, and soul, then building success and in alignment with that, that's where you can start getting a glimpse of that fulfillment of that purpose. And you can start truly thriving. Yeah, I love that. Well, Ben, thank you again. Tell everybody where they can find you online to connect with you more, to listen to your show, to connect with you on your coaching and all that good stuff. Yeah, no, thank you, Erica. My, where people can find me is several ways. You know, I, I also I created a land site uh, for your listeners too, which is just my uh, website backslash. Thank you. So www.benjaminyeh.com backslash. Thank you. And on that, uh, being a subscriber of the Boom Vision community, you'll get access to the one minute breathwork exercise I actually created that you just download on your phone to help you breathe. And also I made three curated playlists of high energy of confidence of self-love if you don't know which song that might resonate with you i've already have played this where you can just check it out and see which one resonates to pick that for your morning ritual uh other ways to find me my podcast is called boom vision and it's okay to just share why i came up with that name boom vision it's you know it's about mind body and soul but a mind is about imagination voice intuition so if you take those five words imagination voice intuition body and soul. If you take the first two letters of those five words and you scrabble it, you get boom vision. And so language is power. And that's why I came up with that name of, I really want, this is what the show is about. Right. And so, um, boom vision is available in all, uh, podcast directories. Um, so I definitely encourage people to listen to that. What I share today resonates with that and, um, Instagram handle, which is at Benjamin Ye. If you feel stuck, if you have a quick question, send me a DM. If I can give you that short win, happy to wait before you go make sure you're subscribed to never miss an episode of thrive drop five stars on your way out if you like what you just listened to and come join the party on instagram at thrive.podcast to stay inspired and thriving all week long thanks for tuning in it's your time to thrive